This is The Guardian. I'm Laura Murphy-Oates, coming to you from Gadigal Land, and this is The Full Story. Instead of a password or a PIN code, companies and governments are increasingly using other ways of securing your information, things like your voice. This might sound secure, but according to one of Australia's leading artificial intelligence experts, faking someone's voice is not as hard as you might think. An investigation by Guardian Australia has found that AI technology is able to fool a voice identification system that's used by the Australian government to secure the private information of millions of people. Thank you. You've been authenticated. Today, how AI fooled Centrelink. It's Tuesday, the 21st of March. So Nick, how did you fool Centrelink using artificial intelligence? So I called up Centrelink. Good morning. Welcome to the Centrelink self-service line. And in order to access my account, we go through a speech access service, which is basically you speaking to the Centrelink robot. Nick Evershed is the data and interactives editor for Guardian Australia. And it then just asks for your customer reference number. Please tell me your customer access number, if you have one. You may know this is your customer reference number. Which we're going to beep out of any recordings for obvious reasons. And after that, there's just one more layer of security, which is the voice print to verify your identity over the phone. Now, please repeat after me. We're not going to actually play the exact phrase that I used to access my account for obvious reasons. I don't want anyone to hack me, but it sounded something like this. My voice is my passport. Verify me. Thank you. You've been authenticated. So the thing that we just played you actually wasn't me. It was an AI-generated voice clone or voice model, similar to a lot of the AI stuff coming out at the moment. You can train an AI model using recordings of someone, and it will do its best to reproduce their voice. Hi, guys. This is a voice model I trained this morning to access my Centrelink account. And in this case, I only used about four minutes of audio of myself to generate my fake voice. My voice is my passport. Verify me. And it's not perfect, but it's it's clearly good enough in some circumstances. Were you surprised that you were able to clone your own voice and access your own Centrelink account? Did you think you'd be able to do it? I, I was surprised, actually, even though I'd read that 
people were able to do it using a similar system overseas, I thought there'd be maybe some other security measures in place which might prevent this. So it sounds like you've been kind of playing around with this AI voice cloning technology. How convincing is it to you and what kind of things have you tried? Yeah, look, it's it's sort of in that uncanny valley at the moment. It's like close enough that it's recognisably you mm. in a lot of instances, but it's just slightly off. So you, you can hear that it's your own voice in many ways, but then there are just like small parts of it that sound off. And so to test this, as you know, I have used some recordings of you that I found on the internet, the podcast, uh, and a video to create a fake version of your own voice. With my permission. With your permission, to be clear. And you have not heard that yet, so we're we're just going to play it now. My name is Laura Murphy-Oates. Welcome to Full Story. It almost sounds like me at the top. My name is Laura Murphy-Oates. But by the end... Welcome to Full Story. I can tell it's not me. Absolutely. Yeah, that that was my reaction as well, listening back to my own voice. It's close enough that you can sort of hear it's based on your voice, but it's got this definite American accent in there, which is hard to get away from. And like a real person can definitely hear the difference to their Mm. own voice, I think. But it might be good enough for some systems. I wonder whether Centrelink would be able to tell, for example. Mm, Exactly. How easy is it for a regular person to use this voice cloning technology? There are multiple free or cheap services now which will do this. Some of them require a lot of audio. Some of them require only a little bit of audio. And I guess the real risk or issue is that there needs to be recordings of you available if someone wants to duplicate your voice. So obviously people who are... Podcast hosts. Podcast hosts, you know, politicians, uh, celebrities, but even just people who post a lot of stuff on social media. So someone could use your Facebook videos to duplicate your voice. Mm. Someone could record you. So it's getting increasingly easier to do. How easy would it be for someone that you don't know, someone like a hacker or a scammer, to get into your Centrelink account with what you know now? Yeah, I mean, the, the key thing is that they would still have to have your customer reference number. And while that's not publicly available, it's not treated as securely as like a password. It's included in correspondence that Centrelink sends to you. So potentially in your emails, various other services use it. My childcare uses it just in emails and that sort of thing. Mm. So if you were, for example, already a victim of one of those data breaches or something like that, and some of your emails had been leaked separately, that would make you more of a risk. Mm. How much of a security risk is this? I mean, what types of things are in your Centrelink account? So it it depends on how much you're using Centrelink, what benefits you've got, all that sort of thing. So the self-service line allows you to access information about your payments. It can be used to complete certain applications. It can be used to request mailing out of identity documents, so concession cards, that sort of thing. There's one self-service option available. Are you calling to request a document? No. Thanks for calling. Goodbye. And I actually found out after I wrote the story when I had to test it again that it would have allowed me to change my phone number on file with Centrelink as well. Who is most at risk and who is most vulnerable here, Nick? I'm not a security expert, but in my mind, I think the people who would be most vulnerable from this would be situations where someone already knows your customer reference number. And that might be some sort of scenario where 
maybe your estranged partner or someone like that wants to access your account for some reason, mm. they might already have access to details that can confirm your customer reference number or your date of birth. But potentially now they could also create a model of your voice. So this does seem like a flaw in Centrelink's system. How widely is this similar technology, this kind of voice print technology, used in Australia? Yeah, so we don't know exactly how many people overall in Australia use this sort of voice print technology. We do know that at least 3.8 million Centrelink clients have used it up to February this year. We know that there's over 3 million people who've used it with the ATO. Welcome to Tax Office Individual Self-Help. Your call will be recorded to improve our services and to create your unique voice print, which may be used to verify your identity. And it's also used by at least one bank here, but they actually use it in a slightly different way. So they use it when you're on the phone to a call centre and they use it while you're on the phone with someone as a way to verify your identity as you're speaking to someone. So rather than having to ask you for, you know, security questions or your date of birth or that sort of thing while you're on the phone with them, they will get a little uh, indicator while you're speaking with them that it matches your voice print or something like that. And so they use that as an extra layer of security. And that's obviously going to be harder to trick. You would have to trick a real person and this technology rather than a robot lady and yeah, this technology. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Centrelink also uses it like that when you're on the phone to them for the call centre. It's just that they also have this automated self-service line as well. Can you opt out of using this voice print technology with Centrelink, the ATO or Bank Australia? Yeah, so it is optional, I believe. Certainly it was optional to actually enrol in it with the ATO. I have already had my voice print deleted once just to test that it was possible. And I believe with other organisations, it's definitely optional. What do Services Australia, who oversee Centrelink, the ATO and Bank Australia, say about this, this flaw in this system? So Services Australia didn't address specific questions that we had about whether or not they would change or do anything different with the voice print technology they're using. But they did say that they have the capacity to assess risk for this sort of thing and they will update their processes accordingly if they think there's a need to. They did say that they still believe that voice authentication is highly secure. So it sounds like they're not too concerned at the moment. Mm. Um, and they also mentioned they have other processes in place to, to check for unusual activity on people's accounts. And the ATO and Bank Australia said something similar. They said that they're constantly on the lookout for security issues and you can read their full statements in the story. Mm. What about the people who actually created this voice print technology that's now being used by ATO, Centrelink and Bank Australia? Yeah, so the company is called Nuance and we put all of this to them and they directed us to an article they'd written recently where they describe the risk from these synthetic voices, as they call them. They did mention that this sort of attack, if you want to call it that, is still quite rare they said that they only knew of one example in the US where someone had actually called up a person, gotten them to like trick them into repeating certain phrases back to them on the phone. And then they've used that recording to create a fake voice. Mm. And then they've tried to access that person's account somewhere. Nuance actually 
said that the person failed several times but was subsequently able to access the account. And they think that this shows that it's still quite difficult to do. So, Nick, this is just one flaw, this flaw in Centrelink's system. Do you think we're going to find more and more of these flaws and people are going to use this technology for various nefarious reasons? I mean, people are certainly already using this technology for fun. They're using it for terrible pranks on the internet. And I think people are starting to use it for other more nefarious means as well. So, yeah, I think, I think we're going to see a bit more use of this in the future. Next, one of Australia's leading AI experts on the future of AI voice cloning. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy to assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. The problem with being able to clone people's voices is that you can't change your voice. Toby Walsh is the chief scientist of the AI Institute at the University of New South Wales. With other forms of security, you can change your password. You can't change your voice. You can't change your face. These things are fixed. And so when they're stolen, and they may be stolen without you even knowing, it's very hard for you to get things back. What did you think when you saw Nick's reporting on this issue, the fact that you can clone someone's voice and if you have the right information, hack into their government account, their Centrelink account? I was completely unsurprised. I've been using the ATO. I've been saying that phrase that many of us have to say when we access the services. And I've always had a healthy piece of scepticism, a thought at the back of my mind. I'm not so certain it's that secure as they think. My voice is my passport. Verify me. My voice is my passport. Verify me. My voice is my passport. My voice is my passport. Verify me. Verify me. My voice is my passport. Verify me. But at any rate, I need to jump through this hoop to be able to get onto the service, so I'll do it. But um, I really was unsurprised that that it's actually easily forward. Mm -hmm. So we've discovered that this technology could be used to access people's private information by duping voice recognition software over the phone. Is this something that governments and corporations should be wary of and are aware of? They should be wary of it. In fact, two banks that we know of, at least, have already been robbed by people using deepfake voices. A bank in Dubai over a year ago was robbed of more than $30 million by someone who deepfaked the voice of a CEO of a company and rang up the bank manager and said, we're buying another company. My lawyer's going to be in touch with the coordinates to transfer the money. And the money was transferred and turned into crypto and was lost into the ether. 
Uh, the other way, and this is one that's perhaps more worrying, more directly worrying for listeners of this program, is that it's being used to to spoof people. I mean, we're used to getting SMSs pretending to be some loved one who's had some accident and um, you've got to wire the money quickly. Well, now people are using these deepfake voices to ring you up and have those very same conversations. Right. I'd imagine that's more convincing than getting a text, actually hearing your daughter or your son call up and say, hi, mum, I, I need some money. I'm in, I'm in trouble, right? That is, yes, a worried voice ringing you up of someone you love. Uh, that's going to be hard to, to resist. The examples that I've seen so far is all someone preparing this in advance. It's kind of using pre-recorded phrases, typing it in. What's the, the next stage? How advanced could this technology become? Well, the next stage is what we've already seen a snapshot of. Um, Google have a demo called Duplex, where it can actually have a conversation with you. It can ring up, um, book a restaurant table, uh, book a haircut, and and the conversation is interactive. It responds to what the person says. They're, they're using speech recognition to understand um, and then generating an appropriate response. So we can see, unfortunately, the technology becoming more responsive and more reactive. Mm. What is the AI industry doing about some of these ethical and security concerns? Are there any guardrails that they can implement to make this a bit safer? Uh, Well, I was just at the launch yesterday of the Responsible AI Network, which is uh, an Australian industry-wide community of practice to actually identify best um, practice in in this space. Um, But ultimately, in the long term, we really need to be looking for regulation. This this actually requires government to step up to the plate and decide what are responsible and what are irresponsible uses of the technology. Have you seen any positive steps that's been led by industry rather than government to ensure that something like voice cloning is not being used to hack into Centrelink or break into someone's bank account? Well, at the moment, most of the players in voice cloning um, are regulating themselves. So before you can use one of these tools, typically you have to also have to upload an audio file saying um, that this is my voice and I recognize the, that the company can clone it in the hope that that will prevent um, bad actors from using it. But, but unfortunately, software becomes widely available. There are open source alternatives that people can use. So I'm not sure that we can we can depend upon self-regulation. There's such a such a commercial pressure to gain market share with this technology, to be the first mover advantage. You know, we're talking about trillion-dollar industries. Mm. Um, the previous Australian Human Rights Commissioner, Ed Santo, has uh, proposed draft law for um, about facial recognition. It is one of the high-risk areas um, in the EU, which is perhaps leading the way in terms of regulating AI. I imagine that law is going to be pretty viral. It will apply not just to Europe, but it, but it has tentacles that will reach into other countries. I encourage our government here in Australia to do the same as soon as possible. Nick, it does seem like your story has kicked up a bit of a fuss. Do you think we're at the start of a conversation around artificial intelligence and security and voice cloning in Australia right now? Yeah, I, I hope so. I mean, um, there was certainly a lot of suggestions. I don't know if you remember when the deep fake videos started happening online. People were very worried that they would be used for, you know, malicious purposes. Um, but we didn't see too much of that. And I think just with the voice, in some ways, it's actually easier to use that as a fake because with the video, you can see quite clearly what the person is doing, where they are, all that sort of thing. So it's I guess, a lot easier to disprove. With the voice, that's all you've got. So if it sounds enough like a person, maybe you'll believe it. 
And then again, this is just like this arms race in AI. So you've got people who are on one side trying to make methods which detect these things. And you've got people on the other side, which are making the technology to generate this stuff more and more complicated and efficient and better all the time. Uh, I have no idea how it's going to end up, I'm afraid, but I'm hoping it will, it will start a conversation about security for sure. Toby, do you think that Australian banks and governments should stop using this voice print technology, considering what we've discovered? The better change the system. I mean, the, we've seen uh, failures of the public service uh, uh, in a number of places in the past, uh, failures to respond quickly enough when problems have been identified. They, they have a very clear message. This is not as secure as they think it is, and it's time to fix it. That was Toby Walsh, the chief scientist at the University of New South Wales's AI Institute, and Nick Evershed, the data and interactive editor at Guardian Australia. You can read the investigation by Nick and our reporter Josh Taylor at theguardian.com. It's titled, AI Can Full Voice Recognition Used to Verify Identity by Centrelink and Australian Tax Office. We've also linked to that on the full story page. This episode was produced by Laura Briley-Newton, Miles Herbert and Camilla Hannon, who also did the sound design and mixing. Theme music by Joe Koning. The executive producers of this episode were Miles Martignoni and me, Laura Murphy-Oates. Okay, catch you next time. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. A third of students are less than happy about their university choice, new research by EY has revealed. The findings suggest that a digital rethink is essential to meet the expectations of students and staff. Universities can address this by putting the needs of the people they serve at the heart of their digital strategies, Learn more about the future of human-centered higher education at theguardian.com forward slash transforming higher education. This message was paid for by EY.